Hi everyone and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends. We are once again delighted that you have joined us to study God's Word together. I'm going to do what the Apostle Paul had encouraged Timothy to do regarding the Word and that is to read the Word explain the word and apply the word. That's called expository teaching. Not so much for the big words, but it's reading the word, explaining the word and applying the word. So much of our material that we're getting from ministry today lacks the core of the teaching of the Bible, God's word, the scriptures. And so we're going to be sharing with you the teaching on heaven. I would like you to listen to the last probably two broadcasts. If you um, get the um, podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com, and then look for Faith Life, one word with Pastor Earl and Friends, and then you'll be able to see the previous broadcasts. Our broadcasts are brought to you by some wonderful people that back us up. And two of those, this is our ladies' night, as we call it. Number one, if you need some guidance or you need some counsel, these are very difficult times emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. And you need to reach out if you need the help to get you through what we call a rough patch. And so call one of our sponsors, Tina Boblitz at Light of Hope Counseling. Tina Boblitz, Light of Hope Counseling at 410-245-4225. Also, if you need a good realtor in buying your home or selling your home or just need some advice if you're going to list it in the future or sell it in the future, um, call Kelly Shockey. She's a sweet Christian that will help you in that uh, very difficult process. And call her at 443-955. 2465-443-955-2465. Let's get into the Word of God today, and we I'll bless you for listening. And we're in Revelation chapter 22. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the first six verses and then just share some points. And after we do that, we'll get to about verse 10, hopefully, this broadcast. Revelation 22. Remember, Revelation 21 was a new heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem. And we also looked at the fact that um, 2 Peter 3 says the old earth and heaven will be consumed by fire. And we saw that the elements will melt with a fervent heat. That's because God is just going to do a thorough cleansing. And he is the God that makes all things new. If you're without Christ, you need to be made new. How do you do that? You need to be born again. 
To be born again means to repent of your sin, receive Christ as your savior. You make a, a turn from a sinful life and you turn to Jesus and you reach out and you follow him. Today in the um, church, as it were, there's not a lot of difference. And this is not a judgmental statement between the world and the word people. There should be quite a big difference that we should leave behind our immoral lifestyles or our uh, drunkenness and uh, debauchery and all that. So you just can't have both. Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. So in Revelation 22, if you've received Christ as your savior, doesn't matter what denomination you've come from or through, as long as you're putting your faith entirely in Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. Romans says this, if we confess, homologeo, that means to say the same that God does. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him, Jesus, from the dead, you will be saved. Revelation 22, verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water. Now, in chapter 21, chapter 20, we learned about the millennial reign of Christ on the earth. Chapter 21, though, talks about the new heaven, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem. And it's talking about the forever eternal state, not a temporary state, but an eternal one. And so here you will hear described, what will heaven be like? He showed me a pure river. We live with so much pollution today and I was thinking the other night, I love to watch a lot of these nature type programs and our oceans and rivers and lakes and creeks are polluted and, and filled with um, all kinds of beasts that could do us harm. But here is a pure river. The river also talks about the Holy Spirit. The river talks about the word of God. John 7, 38 and 39, he that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, Jesus said that, it says out of his belly, his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. So here he showed me a pure river of water, clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. So picture in your mind the throne of God and of the Lamb. The Lamb is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Yes, also the Lion of Judah. And in verse 2, it says, In the midst of the street of it, so you have the throne of God, you have this crystal river, but there's also a street there. And in the midst of the street and of it, and on either side of the river, there was a tree of life, the tree of life. Now remember in the Garden of Eden, they were told not to eat of the tree of life. So 
paradise was lost to mankind by sin and rebellion. And here now, when you get to heaven, though, paradise will be restored. Genesis 3 verse 22 talks about that tree of life. It says, which bear 12 manner of fruits. Now, I don't know whether that's the fruit of the month club or it bore all of them at the same time. But here we just see that fruit is one of I believe it's one of God's also perfect creations for our dietary needs. Man, if you ever eat a, a fresh peach, you no know, making you hungry, or a fresh strawberry, and I'm not talking about these hydroponic kind or with growth hormones and all, whatever, the GMOs and all. I'm talking from the earth you will not taste anything as sweet and as beautiful as that. So here the Lord has these 12 fruits. Remember in the previous chapter when we talked about heaven, we talked about 12 angels, 12 gates, 12 foundations, the 12 apostles, and a lot of the 12s. Here's another 12. And it says, and yielded her fruit every month. So perhaps there were 12 different fruits and one every month, or I don't really know. But when I get to heaven, I will taste of that fruit. And so will you. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. Isn't it amazing that most of our medicines that we take today have their root in a natural source that actually came out of places like the rainforest and many of the, I was thinking of the um, anti-cancer uh, treatments in the natural world. And there's one uh, called Laetril and it comes out of some type of African, not African, some kind of apricot seed. They said wherever that grew, the um, natives of the area ate that seed and were cancer-free. They couldn't find any with cancer, but it's these tree leaves, or rather the leaves rather, for the healing of the nations. We're getting full deliverance and heaven is a place of absolute joy, absolute healing. We all struggle with disease, we struggle with poisons in our bodies. We just struggle with body breakdowns and all that. But once we get to heaven, all things will be new. New heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem, new body. Wipes away all our tears from our eyes. No more pain. It's going to be a wonderful place. And then remember when man had fallen in Genesis the third chapter and the Lord told us that there would come one that would crush the head of Satan there was a curse placed on mankind but in verse 3 it says and there shall be no more curse but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it and his servants shall serve him 
What are we going to do in heaven? Are we just going to float around on clouds and play harps? No. We're going to serve the Lord, whatever the Lord would have us to do. And I I think there's just going to be a lot of worship going on, a lot of ministry going on. Not that we need it personally between each other as much as we will serve our Lord forever and ever. And he will have perhaps special jobs for us to do as we serve him. It says in verse 4, And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, We see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Right now, our hearts just long to be with Jesus. It's like being away from somebody that you love and you you miss them. You miss them really bad or a loved one's going on to heaven and you miss that individual to the point where it hurts. You see, in heaven, though, we've been away from our Lord, not his manifest presence, but we'll actually see him face to face, person to person. They shall see his face and his name shall be in their foreheads. If you reject Christ in this world and you go through the tribulation and you receive the mark of the beast on your forehead or in your hand, that 666, you receive that. However, that's done by a a tattoo or an RFID implant. I don't know how that'll be, but if you receive that mark of the beast and you decide to follow him, you'll never be able to come to the Lord. But if you do now in this life, receive him as your savior, then he is going to mark you as his child. And when he does that, it says his name shall be in their foreheads. If I want any tattoo or mark in my life, it will be to have his name imprinted on me that I am God's child, that you are God's child. We belong to him. In verse five, we saw this in the previous chapter, but it says there shall be no night there. Most crime is done in the night. Most of our fears, most of our tears are done during the night. Most of our sleeplessness, insomnia, sickness and hurt and pain is in the night. But there it talks about that there will be no night there and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light. Why? Because he is the light. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And they shall reign forever and ever. So we will not only be free of all the darkness and free of all the pain and free of all the evil things that happen in this world, and it says, and we'll reign with him forever and ever. Heaven won't be some kind of a dictatorship where we're under repression, 
Maybe you're working for a boss like that. Maybe you feel the government is like that wherever you're listening. But in heaven, it won't be like that. We will reign with him forever and ever. Verse 6 says, And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. I love that because he's just confirming, I believe his word is true. But he's saying about all these things about the new heaven, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem, he says he's faithful. God is faithful. Faithful, and when he says something, it will come to pass. He's a faithful God. His words are faithful. These sayings are faithful, and they are true. Whenever you hear something on the media, you see something on the internet or whatever, you read something, you're not so sure it's true. But every word of God is true, and every word of God is faithful. It says, in the Lord God of the holy prophets, I think he refers to him as the Lord God of the holy prophets and, and gives the prophets kind of an exalted position is because they are the ones that prophesied all these things that are coming to pass are coming to pass. And they've been faithful men to be able to be the prophets of God. So many, they call themselves prophets, but are not real true prophets. Many today, every day we have to deal with some scandal of some mega ministry or even mini ministry where the leader goes awry or gets into immorality and all that. But here we have a God and here we have that he's the Lord God of the holy prophets. They lived right kind of lives. They loved right kind of lives and they told the truth. It says, and the holy prophet sent his angels to show unto his servants, that's us, the things which must shortly be done. Whenever you hear that word shortly, it doesn't mean always right away, but when God clicks his time clock and says, now you're gonna see things happen so rapidly in Matthew chapter 24, verses 6 to 8, when it talks about the birth pangs, about earthquakes in diverse places, pestilences, and all those things, it says they're the beginning of sorrows. And the beginning of sorrows is the beginning of birth pangs. And the closer that you get to the coming of the Lord, the birth pangs will increase. We're living in times of fire and floods and tornadoes and um, massive snowstorms and power outages and things. Even right now, that's what people are experiencing, losing houses and business and life and, and all those kind of things. It's because everything in this world is temporal. Everything in God's world is eternal. And so he encourages you right now to keep your eye on things that are eternal. Now I'm going to read a little list before you. It's not mine. It was out of a commentary by John Wolford. 
And let me read these seven things and then I'll give a little invitation. In heaven, there will be no more curse. There will be perfect restoration. There will be the throne of God and of the Lamb. It's a perfect administration. The servants shall serve him. That's perfect subordination. We will see his face. Perfect transformation. Our names will be written on his, our foreheads. His name. Perfect identification. No night there, for the Lamb is the light, God is light, perfect illumination, and we will reign forever. That's perfect exaltation. And so you may be struggling and suffering in this life. Let me tell you something. There's so much pain in almost every individual I meet, believer and unbeliever alike, and I just long for the next world. And it won't be a world like this. It'll be the world that you hear described in Revelation 21 and 22. And my favorite passages in the previous chapter, which says, and God shall wipe away all tears from your eyes. Because in heaven, there's no more pain, no more sorrow, no more suffering. How we long for that. When we won't live in the flesh, but we'll live lives in the spirit, in the manifest presence of God, face to face with God. What a glorious day that will be. So if you're suffering or struggling right now, I'm going to pray for you. Lord, be with those in pain, despair, fear, heartache, hurt. Touch them miraculously, God, in Jesus' name. If you're listening and you have not yet received Christ and you would like to do that, say right now with me, Lord, I repent of my sins. And I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and as my Savior. I confess with my mouth Jesus as Lord, and I believe that God raised him, Jesus, from the dead. And if you say that and mean that and repent, you will be saved. Bless you for listening to Faith Life with Pastor Earl and friends. And if you would like to uh, send any prayer requests, or you'd like to financially undergird this ministry, then reach out to my email, charisman, C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A-N, 1234 at gmail.com, or my, text me at 386-795-795. 8494 and let me know say I would like to be a sponsor I would like to back you in this venture of getting the word of God out we have wonderful people doing that and there are costs to take this even further many more platforms I want to go on and you can be a part of that and when we get to heaven the reward will be something we will share. For those of you already praying and giving and helping, thank you. But we want to expand this ministry to the ends of the earth. 
And God bless you. This is Pastor Earl saying, I love you.